You are listening to a recording by Lisa Page from SoulSatisfactionForWomen.com. For further information on events, workshops, coaching, and free products, please visit www.SoulSatisfactionForWomen.com. Okay, ladies, so welcome to Soul Satisfaction for Women Radio. For those of you who don't know me, if you're new to the show today, I'm Lisa Page from SoulSatisfactionForWomen.com and I've been exploring the deeper truths of life, love and intimacy for over 20 years now and for the last 15 years sharing my discoveries with women like you and couples from around the world who really want to dive into a truly soul-satisfying experience of life, love, sex and intimacy and I'm really excited to share today's show with you so you're very very welcome and I'm delighted to share today's show with a really dear friend and soul sister and colleague Elaine Kalila Doughty from Priestess Presence. So before we start I just want you to take a moment to join yourself in the circle so unless you're driving If you're driving, keep your eyes open, of course. But if it's safe to, just for a moment, plant your feet on the ground. Feel yourself belonging here. Feel your body, your heart, your mind, all of you gathered here in this circle. And imagine, see, sense and feel all of the other women in this circle from around the world who have dialed in, including myself and Elaine. And gift every one of these women with your full presence and be gifted by theirs. There's great power in consciously bringing your full presence, even in this digital space. Because even the women who listen to this as a recording later on will feel the power of the circle that you've created right here, right now. So today we're exploring revelations of the new divine feminine and I'll introduce Elaine to you in a moment. To start, let's, as you open your eyes, if they're not open again already, let's just uh, share with you how today's call will flow. I'll start by sharing what we'll be covering on the show. Then I'll give you the logistics so you know exactly how to ask your questions and get the most out of the call. I'll introduce you to Elaine and then Elaine and I will dive into the main teaching. And then after that we'll open up the lines for your questions. It's a 60 minute show. So in today's show there are three main areas that we're going to cover. Firstly, why a new archetype of the the Divine Feminine is arising and how you as a woman today can, in a very grounded and practical as well as mystical way, tap into her power so you can live with love and passion and purpose in the world. Then we'll we'll explore powerful feminine practices to awaken and embody the Divine Feminine in your own life, love and intimacy. And I know Elaine will have her way of doing it as the beautiful priestess that she is. And I will have mine and we'll we'll share both of our ways so you can 
have a play with what feels right for you. Uh, we'll also share how to feel free as an embodiment of the mystery of the divine feminine, her mystery, so you can truly give your gifts to the world. So logistics, you've made the commitment to be on the call. So if you've dialed in by a phone or the web call button or Skype, you'll have a dial pad and to ask a question, all you need to do is press star two to raise your hand. So you can do that now if you know that you already have a question for Elaine or I, you're very welcome to press star two because the questions come up on my screen in order as so that way I can get to your question first. If you are listening in via the webcast, then all you need to do is type your questions into the box. And I will go at question time, I'll read those questions and we can answer them. You can't speak to us with your voice via the webcast box, but certainly we can read your questions and answer them. So my invitation to you to get the most out of the call is to literally close the door, shut off all distractions, and if you're listening via your laptop, just shut down all other browsers, all other tabs. Just really bring yourself into a full-bellied presence here and now. So let me introduce you to Elaine, and then I'll introduce her line. Elaine Kalila Doughty is a psychotherapist. She's a spiritual activist. She's a best-selling author, having just released an amazing book just uh, yesterday, as well, which we want to share with you. Uh, she's a speaker, she's the founder of Priestess Presence Temple and a focalizer of the 13 Moon Mystery School lineage. And to me, when I think of Elaine, the words that come to me, first of all, she's a priestess through and through. And the words that come to me are priestess and devotion and dedication and service. And she, like me, has been on this path for a very, very long time. She's been a part, on a path of, of passionate service for 20 years as well. And she's been inspiring women in leadership and, and, and in tapping into their own innate wisdom. She has a special passion for sharing in-depth mystery school trainings. So she teaches about the ancient mysteries of the divine feminine. So you as a woman can serve the world uh, in the way that you most deeply desire from a place of love and presence and purpose. So now I'm going to open Elaine's line. So welcome, Elaine. Mm, hello there. Such mm -hmm. a lovely honor to be here. <laughs> mm, oh, you're so welcome to be here. And I'm really excited. I know that when we first spoke, we had such a, a beautiful conversation about the divine feminine that we both got off the call and thought, let's do that again. <laughs> let's do that again. Yeah. So time has rolled on since then and, and now here we are. And So I guess what I want to ask you, first of all, for you in your, in your body, in your heart, in your mm. soul and in your experience, why do you feel that this new archetype of the divine feminine is arising? And who is she and why is she so needed? Mm. Ah. <laughs> I just wanted to read that question. And I just 
when you ask that question, Lisa, I, mm. I, I want to share what my internal feeling is. As I hear the question, there is an excitement within me. And mm. the reason that I have been sitting with this excitement for the last little while here is I've been, like you said, working on this book, which is about this subject. And one of the things I know for, for, for real in my heart and my womb and my body is that there is this, um, this awareness growing within so many of us at this time. There is this kind of calling, this awakening, this ignition, if you will, right, of something within us, within our sisters, within our aunties and our mothers and women that we've never met that we're beginning to recognize in one another. We're beginning to see this energy. And it's as if, from my experience, we're coming out of a long, deep hiding, a long, deep um, sort of period of time when we've really been sequestered in the underworld, where the divine feminine mm. has been really sort of in the negredo, in the underworld, gestating and, and waiting for the moment when she was to be reborn through us. And I really mm. feel like we are being called to a divine feminine renaissance, like a way in which we're being asked mm. to stand up now and bring the light of who we are and the wisdom of what we know so deeply in our bones and our blood and our breath, right? Mm. To actually live in that, you know, yeah. to live in it from such a core place now and to empower everyone around us to live from this essence, from this knowing of our innate divinity that is so connected mm. into her, right, the Divine yeah. Mother, the, and all the faces of the Mother. And so when yeah. you ask, like, what, why is this new archetype being born, I, I really feel like for the last, you know, 3,000 years, we've been in the underworld tending the flame of something that's been waiting to be reborn through us. And we are just at the nexus point, right? Now is the time. And I don't know why now is the time. I just know mm. now is the time. <laughs> you know, and the yeah. message that I keep getting, and I think this is true for you and so many of us, yeah. is like it's time for us to come together like in these circles, like this one that we're in right now, to, to witness one another, to reflect each other accurately and to see this constellation of this archetype that I'm calling the alchemical priestess. Mm. in embodied form yeah and so yeah <laughs> do you know what do you know what i love there are a couple of things that i i really i want to flag there because i think that yeah. it's so there, there are two things that i think are really really important to not do in this exploration and, and that is to to talk about her as if she's not us <laughs> and to right. so that right that's the first one and then the other mm -hmm. the other one is to not feel like we have to uh be you mentioned the word faces right and and i think that it's really important because she who is me right blood bones here now body heart soul all one same as you first of all we're all unique expressions of the, her and so I think that it's really easy for us to fall into the trap even in this realm of hmm 
I should be more like that or why aren't I like this? Because mm-hmm. I think society has preconditioned us just because of everything in society, you know, in order to be popular, in order to be enough, we need to be a certain way. And so what I'm really inviting everyone to do is to leave all of that at the, at the door and, and know that you as a woman are her already. You as a unique expression. You know, I say to the women that I work with, why even bother trying to compare yourself to any other woman on the planet? Because even if you had a twin, your DNA would be different. It is impossible, literally impossible to be the same. So why are we wasting so much of our time and energy in suppressing our own gifts to the world because we think we're not enough as we are, because we think we have to be someone else. But when you speak to all her many faces, we are all her many faces and I and I really want to to speak to that because I think that everyone in the circle here today can just have a sigh of relief and say, mm. Oh yeah. I and so I am. Right. So let's get on with giving our gifts from that knowing, from that remembering. Mm. 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 Mm-hmm. And the other we thing that you went when, yeah, and when you talk about um, her, I know that you're talking about. You said we. You you said we. We are her, and I and I just I want. It's almost like I want to put a big highlighter through that, so everyone really heard it. That that she is not something separate. We are her. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I really love that. I really love that you that you highlighted that. And so I guess then my next question would be, in your work and with women, what do you feel is the biggest entrapment that we fall into that prevents us from actually being who we each are as a unique embodiment? Mm. Mm. Well, I I can speak from the lens of my own life and mm. being a woman and the lens yeah. of sitting in so many circles with so many sisters over the last few years and the privilege of, of the confidence with which those sisters have shared their 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 own stories, right? Their own wounds, their own Negredo, their own shadow, and and I think that one of the you've actually named one of the core ones that I see amongst sisters, and that is this this dearth of comparison and competition and mistrust mm. of the feminine, mistrust of our mm. sisters, and this this sort of inbred historical you know lineage bearing. Um, piece that I think many of us are carrying at this time to be healed and I think that this is deeply connected to the rising up of this new archetypal energy which is it's time for us to really heal the rift that's happened between us as sisters and I feel like you and I sitting here Lisa is part of that healing you know when I Mm -hmm. led uh, the modern day priestess summit last year that was part of the healing it was it's part of saying we have to come together because no one of us can hold the whole picture. No one of us has mm. all of the tools. No one of us has all of the viewpoints that are needed 
in order for us to move into a unified field of awareness. And that's really it. And it's by activating and, you know, healing the wound of comparison and judgment and competition Mm. in ourselves and, Mm. and beginning to really move out of that separation and judgment into seeing the oneness and the connection that the divine Mm. feminine is born because she within us, right? Her Mm. mother sees the world as one. She does not see it as being separate. And that's the viewpoint that's been missing from Mm. our cultural paradigm for thousands of years and Mm. is sorely missing and deeply, deeply needed. And I think us as women, we're uniquely placed to remember this and to begin to embody it. And I think that that part of the deep healing for me has been this in my mm. life journey and I, 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 I'm sure many of you can relate to this is you know being crippled really at one point in my life by um, deep deep wounds of comparison and not enoughness and feeling so deeply separate and, yes. and fearful of, mm. of not being loved if, if only mm. you knew who I was you wouldn't really mm. love me right Mm. And, um, if and, only and you could so see everything I, in my shadow. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm just hiding. Right. <laughs> you know? Right, right. There's no way you could possibly love me. <laughs> yeah. You know, and I think I think that part of the power we have in coming together in, the, in these circles that are happening all over the world, these potent circles of healing and, and, and remembrance, is this encouraging a space where we get to, you know, in the tradition that I'm an ordained priestess of, we have this this um, kind of precept and we talk about, you know, I love my shadow as I love my light for all things yeah. are transformed in love. Mm-hmm. And wow, I mean, that's at the core of this new archetypal energy of the alchemical priestess, which is, is that we're all equipped with the ability to alchemize, which basically means to take the shadow and to take that raw material of our wounds and the grado, our darkness, and through love to be able to reveal the magnificent jewel of who we actually are. You know, mm-hmm. to really, to be able to, that's the alchemical process. And I, I really do think yeah. at this point, when I look out there into the world and I feel it in myself, that that's really what we're being called to be as, as, as sisters and as women through our leadership is to stand in our vulnerability, to stand in all the, the ways in which we feel less than and love ourselves into fullness. Yeah. But not try to hide that, not try to pretend yes. that we're not feeling yes. that, right? Yeah. And I think Yeah, absolutely. I, uh, right? And I and I think that, that that's really, you know, the core of the wound that we're healing on a collective level that's been you know, that's been passed down to us for for generations, you know, mm. of, of, of it not being okay for us to be together as women, not being able to trust each other and being set against each other. And, mm. and I think if there's one thing that we can really change is how we are with our sisters because how we are with our sisters is how we are with ourselves. And, yeah. and it's, it's, it's powerful, powerful work. Absolutely. Mm. And, you know, I there's something that you said, the piece around trust, mm. uh, around the mistrust of the feminine. I think that's, I think that's really important. I think we really do have thousands of years, <laughs> however many, however mm. long, 
for however long the feminine has been distrusted mm. in society, we have learned to distrust ourselves, which means we're not trusting how we really feel. We're not trusting what we're being informed of. We're not trusting the innate wisdom that's always moving through us. And we're not trusting how freaking magic we actually really are. <laughs> I think, you know, it's, 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 it's this distrust is in complete contradiction it's, mm. uh, to the knowing that we have and it creates this conflict within us. And so I, I, I agree. I think that when we can look in the mirror and mm -hmm. begin to trust what we're being informed of, feel it as it moves through us, and then look at a sister, look at, look at another woman and not look at her suspiciously like she's, like she's, as we've been taught, I do believe, you know, mm -hmm. oh, let's not trust her. You know, the family can't be trusted. You know, she'll distract you from purpose. She's a witch. She's this. She's that. All of that cellular memory does not just affect men. It affects women. It affects how we see ourselves. It affects how we see each other. So I think that that, I agree. I think being with other really good women <laughs> is an essential part of um, being with ourselves. And I know for me, uh, really journeying into being with other really good women was incredibly healing because all of a sudden, even in, in circle and practice, I could dance how I was really feeling. I could roar, I could cry, I could crack open. And there was this other woman just seeing me, seeing me, all of me. And, and that's incredibly mm -hmm. healing as a practice. So, and that jewel that you spoke of in terms of the shadow, if I think if every woman listening to this recognized that anything that they relegated to the shadow, their anger, their desire, their fear, their lightness, their joy, whatever it is that, that, we relegated to the shadow. I, I recently just with, with my circle of women, we did sacred shadow work for the feminine and the meditation was to go into the cave of the, the, the womb heart and for them to actually see in the darkness, shine the, shine the loving light of their own conscious heart and what it revealed were all these gems and these gems were the things that they thought I could never show anyone. I could never show anyone this, but yet it was a jewel, just like you said. It was a jewel, and once they really saw that it was a jewel and they could take it out mm -hmm. and be with it and then share it, the gift underneath that fear was revealed, mm -hmm. the gift underneath that, that um, mm -hmm. desire was revealed. And I think that's essential mm -hmm. that we do that work both solo and together because we give each other permission for that. Mm. Mm, that's right. Mm. So for ah. you then, when when you feel into uh, this new arising of the feminine, which mm. you have clearly felt through your own death and rebirth, mm -hmm. and I know that you, like me, like every woman on this call, has 
had many deaths and rebirths, some of them small and momentary and fleeting, some of them year-longs, mm. two-year-longs, mm-hmm. month-longs, um, some of them incredibly grueling, some of them relatively easy. But I think that um, what I really wanted to know from you, what for you, if you would be willing to share, has been your most powerful um, death and rebirth, if you will, your mm. most, the experience that really has cracked you open, if you would be willing to share that, mm. that, that really allowed this next arising mm. of divine feminine through you in the way that is um, mm. just perfect for right now. Mm. So I'm I'm sitting with you know we were speaking about the book that's uh, that's just come out that is a tremendous yes. birthing right it's at the call the title of the book is the sacred call of the ancient priestess and it's birthing a divine new new archetype of the divine feminine and where I start the beginning of that book is by sharing you know a story of my own life which really is the nexus point out of which this the culmination of of, of so much of my own life sort of work if you will my own life sort of grappling with my shadow grappling with these this constant life death rebirth of cycle mm. and um a, and that story, the, the, the nutshell of that story, which really um, brought me to my, my, my deepest need and really was the, the Inanna underworld journey for me, was that um, about, it was over a year ago, it was Samhain of 2014. So what is that? Like, you know, over a year ago, 15, 16, 17 months ago, I fell pregnant. And I know I've shared this story with you before, Lisa, but it, I, I felt pregnant and, um, and I was 46 years old and I had never been pregnant before and I didn't mm. think that I could actually be pregnant. And it was very, very unexpected and it completely turned my world upside down to the degree whereby I went from, you know, having sort of thought that ship had completely sailed to to changing my entire world in a heartbeat mm. and accepting this this soul into my body and saying, yes, I am I'm completely willing to be mother to this soul, which was something that I I really believed was never going to happen for me and was largely to do with, with my own history of being unmothered and, and not really, for many, much of my life, not really believing that I could mother. And so I reached this point where I, all those stories died and dissolved within me and I I found myself stepping into this incredible sense of mother that was just mm. waiting for me to step into her, right? And as I stepped into her, I, I, I also had a part of myself that began to die, which was the part that had been separate, that had somehow been holding that separation and mm. had never really been able to, to, to let go of the separation into the we, what I call the we consciousness, right? And when I was carrying this baby inside my belly, I, I, I completely, and I know that for so many women, this is an experience, but I, I completely lost the sense of, well, there's the me and there's the you. I just like, well, yes. no, every one of us is born out of the body of another. And how can there be any separation? Because truly, 
we are made of each other. And, and somehow I knew that, but being pregnant brought mm. it into such a visceral sense, right? And anyway, so this journey continued. And, and as I went through the pregnancy, at about 13 weeks, I, I actually had a miscarriage. And, um, and I had, I mean, even now as I speak about it, I can tap into that feeling and my, my heart goes out to every woman who is on this call or any woman anywhere who's ever experienced the pain mm. of a miscarriage because it's mm. extraordinary to, mm. to be carrying a child that you, that you don't know but that you've already fallen in love with and that, you know, and to have Carly Ma come in and rip that away and, and just, mm. you know, be left with the shards of, 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 you know, nothingness because you just feel like you've been completely, um, you know, dismembered and a part of you has been taken away. And so what happened on the back of that experience, I could never have anticipated, but it threw me into such a deep queen of death experience, such a deep underworld experience where I, I really questioned why I was here. I was in that space of like, mm. well, what is, you know, like, why would, I mean, the classic line is, why would you do this to me, mother? And, you know, I think about Christ on the cross saying to, you know, the great father, why hast thou forsaken me? And mm. I had that moment with the mother. Mm. Why, why have you done this to me? Why would you give me the gift of this and then rip it out of my body? And, mm. you know, at this point in my life when I'm 46 and it's hardly the time mm. when I can easily become pregnant again. You know, like it's not like, sure. oh, I'm just going to become pregnant and stuff like that. Mm. So it took me a while <laughs> to mm-hmm. really come through that journey. And, and, and I actually think it took me through till the, the date that, that, that I really feel I began to come out of this was I had the, the DNC on Samhain, which was Halloween, October 31st. Now, how archetypal is that, right? Wow. Having, right? So that was the message from Mother right there, was when the veils are finished, we're going to do this DNC. And then the due date for what I know was a little girl um, was to have been June 5th. And it really wasn't until her due date, and I had gone through the whole gestational period in the underworld mm. that I came out and I came out with this awareness and this is what the the temple that I'm now, you know, curating and stewarding is really based on this. The book is based on this, is that this this energy that came into my being never left. I mean she left in physical form, but she never left. And mm. I call this energy became known to me as Sophia, which in my my lineage and tradition is the the goddess of wisdom and limitless light. I'm Sophia, limitless light, and mm. and there's something that happened, you know, for me, which was through that life, death, birth, all of that experience that we as women, right, are encoded to go through. Like we are encoded in every cell of our being to physically, mm. emotionally, psychically give birth. I mean, that's just our function of the feminine, mm. right? Yeah. And that experience for me, I came out of that on the due date of what would have been Sophia's birth, and I realized 
that I was being called to serve in a much deeper way and that that aspect of mother that had woken up within me, the divine mother that lives within all of us was heralding the birth of this new divine feminine and that Mm -hmm. I was her vessel, that I was her servant. And I basically it gave me the courage. That's really the word. The courage, because I, I, I don't know if this will resonate for you all, but I'm, I'm sure it will on some level. It's like when you lose something like a child, when you, lose, when you have that experience, there's nothing left to lose. Mm-hmm. Right? That just, I mean, you're at that point of experience, and I think that people who survive cancer and have you know, you know, serious accidents or near-death experiences, it's like we wake up to life and we go, well, there's nothing mm. to lose. So I might mm. as well fully be here now. Might and I as well think, give it all. Right. And I think that we as a collective, mm. and I'm going to pull this into the collective realm, Lisa, because I think really the, the collective story here is, is that mm. we have been through so many thousands of years of great loss and great degradation and great abuse the feminine, not just women, but the feminine in all mm. its forms. Mm. The that we have, that we're waking up to the fact that we have mm. nothing to lose anymore. Like, why yeah. not be here fully? Because truly, yeah. it can't be mm. worse than not being here. Mm. Because mm. not being, not being here, has not served us well. And yeah. so, you know, this mass amnesia and this mass dissociation that's been from the feminine is, in my experience and a very timely way mm. ending like we're at the end of an era and and yesterday in i, I don't you're in australia and I'm, I'm in america so at some point in one of those yesterdays yes. it, was, <laughs> it, it was the sacred high holiday of Imbolc, which is yes. the coming of the light right it's the first day of spring and i was involved in a ritual yesterday with this and what kept coming through and I really want to share this with all of your sisters here because I think if you're here, this must be why you're here. But it's it, 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 the 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 mantra that coming kept coming through was, "We are the sisters of the flame, holy vessels lit in Mother's name. We're here to bring the flame of our passion and our heart to the world now, and to light the world, showing who we are, no longer hiding that, and that the return is." Is, is, is powerful because it's happening simultaneously, like a spontaneous evolution, right, across the planet. It's not just in mm. one place. It's, and I know you see this. It's all over the world. I have sisters from all over the world coming to the virtual temple and yeah. reporting the same experiences of dreams and visions and Sophia yeah. or whoever it is, this archetype, yeah. Yeah. coming alive. And the into collective consciousness through right. the individual, yeah, right, right, and we're mirror, and we're, we we have this amazing way to be together now, where we get to mirror it to each other, and as we mirror mm. it, we amplify it, and we midwife one another into birthing it, right, and that's really what the alchemical process is. Is she's she's the one who's able to transform the pain of the past into the power of the present. She's able to to really risk vulnerability and, and, and the discomfort that that brings to her ego in service to opening her heart more fully, you know. She's mm. here melting all her judgments and her fears to become more present. 
she's embracing that which greatens her and, and, and being willing to hold it with love, right? And, and all of this ability that we, we have as, as women to, to hold the bigger picture, to hold the paradox, to hold the complexity of life and death and rebirth and all of the mess in between and all of the joy and the pain and the ecstasy and the tears of, you know, the tears that howl through us and the tears that laugh through us. That's the divine feminine as she's living through us. She's able to hold all of that. And we need that at this point so desperately. Absolutely. Oh, there she is. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. <laughs> I love there she is. Right? And this is the thing I think that it's that it's so easy to you know that 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 place that we can enter of yeah. why me, why this, why now? Right. If you right. can right. even right. recognize that you're that you're in that place of why and you can truly let mm-hmm. that go, then I mm-hmm. think that, that the, I mean, let's face it, it is excruciating to mm. lose a loved one, to lose oh. a baby, to, terrifying. you know, maybe it, terrifying, um, devastating. I mean, we all experience what we experience when we lose a job. We lose who we, our identity of who we thought we were. We mm. lose a person. We lose we lose an experience that we wanted to hold on to, right? I think mm-hmm. that whenever we experience a death, there is something that wakes us up. And I know for me, it, every time it's this wake-up call of, oh, yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> this, mm-hmm. this moment really freaking matters. I, I'm not going to be here forever like this. You know, we think for some reason no. we're in this illusion that we've got forever, and then all of a sudden, mm-hmm. you know, we someone dies or there's a there's a major death in some way, and we wake up to uh, to life. We wake up to what's here now, and instead of saying why this, why now, um, I think when we can transform that into okay, all right, <laughs> let see if I can actually be with this mm-hmm. so fully that whatever needs to die can die and instead of mistrusting as we mm-hmm. have done actually just trusting that death whether it's of a belief or, or a person you know or or whatever it is and allowing what is next to truly be birthed because Without that, how can we possibly be here as fully as we really need to be? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So let me ask you a question because, you know, one of the things that we intended to talk today about was mm. to share, you know, how do you tap into her power, a.k.a. your power, <laughs> You know, what feminine practices do you do so you can truly um, live with with mm-hmm. the deepest knowing and trust of love and with that passion and that aliveness and that sense of purpose? And I think, you know, so many of these words have been so overused, it drives me a little bit bonkers. But 
but truly <laughs> that, that you know I feel that when we feel that we're on purpose it's just like you land into yourself oh this really is me and this is me right place right time being authentic being true to to who I am and 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 what feels like it's on track for me and so Mm -hmm. I wanted to ask you uh, what do you do to tap into what now you know how how do I how you know like the, the question like okay what do you want me to do now? <laughs> it's like, you know, <laughs> you know, but without her being external to you. I mean, for me, I know I when I really look at how I really want to serve next, I always ask myself, okay, what breaks my heart? Like what really breaks my heart in the world? You know, for me, children being sold into sexual slavery, that just, oh, that breaks my heart. So what could I do what could be my way of of contributing of serving those children in some way or if not what breaks my heart what totally sets me on fire like do you know there's two extremes mm-hmm. but for mm-hmm. me both of those questions whenever I'm feeling a little bit lost they though the answers come as to what next and mm-hmm. so I want to ask for you because you've, you know, you do uh, the trauma work. It was interesting rereading your bio and knowing that you do uh, the trauma work because the the first yoga that I learned was um, a yoga that specifically taught uh, to the UN and Red Cross because it's so powerful for detraumatization. And I thought, hmm, there's another little thread mm-hmm. we for you, when you know you want to serve the world, what questions do you ask? What do you do to know what next? Mm. Well, I think you said it, you know, when there's, the, I mean, there is a question there of like, you know, what is it that breaks my heart open, right? And, and, mm. and sometimes that is incredibly painful experiences, mm. like you said, like, kids being sold into sexual slavery for me it's been you know women being used as as weapons of war you know their bodies Mm. being used as weapons of war and torture of of the feminine and you know that and so that's on one side of the spectrum and then there's what breaks your heart open in joy yeah. You know, because I think yeah. I think I think we have to sit with both, right? Because mm. I'm not just here to to heal the world of the trauma. I'm here to actually live in joy, and it's an interesting dance, right? Because it's both ends. Yeah. And for me, part of living the path of the priestess and part of acknowledging this rise of this new divine feminine archetype and the alchemical priestess is the is the willingness to be in the paradox. And and so part of what part of what you know I tune into is is both where my joy and bliss is and where my terror and agony is, you know, and, yeah. and being willing to be with both. And actually, you know, I'm thinking about I'm about to go on a project right now in June to Nepal. I was there last year, and I'm going back this year to you know to work with women who are survivors of extreme domestic violence and 
sex slavery and prostitution. And, mm. and I'm going to be working with the women who work with those women, right? So the caregivers. And, and mm-hmm. I was like, you know, so, so what's, the, what's the healing for that trauma? Well, of course, the healing of a trauma is not more seriousness and more trauma. It's joy yeah. and love and ecstasy and aliveness and passion mm-hmm. and, and play and, and, and uh, right and play and dignity and all of that so i think part of where i sit with it lisa is it's like you know when we're asked to walk on the planet you know this is the truth is in aeons and aragon past to be spiritual to be deeply in your spiritual practice was to be in a monastery or a nunnery or a temple mm. right it's to be separated from the world that was the holy people were separated from the world and we went into these temples and we sequestered ourselves. And I think one of the big shifts on our planet around spirituality, divinity and humanity, right, being in that divine paradox that we are, is that we as priestesses, and I use that archetypal title very clearly with a very clear intent, You know, we as priestesses and those of us who are here to walk that light on the planet are here to do exactly that, to embody it, to embody Mm. the divine feminine, to be her hand in action, Mm. to be her heart, to be Mm. her words, to be her, Mm. her, her walking, touching, you know, like I say, kissing the, kissing the earth with the soles of our feet, like being aware that we are that in every moment. Mm. Mm. is part of my practice so it doesn't matter I always remember a, a, a psychic medium friend of mine who was doing a reading for me one day a few years ago now and she she's really mischievous and all great fun and she turned to me and she and she said in her mock English accent because she was taking the piss out of me and she says to me mm. she said well darling you don't get to just be the priestess in the temple you've got to be the priestess at the petrol pump too and I, I just rolled up laughing because she was yeah. saying that's, that's what it means. It doesn't mm. mean that you're going to put on this thing of saying, well, I'm going to be a priestess here or I'm going to yeah. be, you know, in touch with the divine feminine here but not here. It's like it's, yeah. it's not doesn't work yeah. like that, right? Yeah, so you know absolutely. That, and that's really what it's about. And so mm. I, I think the call is for us to really tune into I, I have a, a shorthand for that, which is, you know, what – what would what would she do now? What would she say now? Mm-hmm. You know, and to really ask yeah. that question. If I'm going to let yeah. her, great mother, goddess of love, alchemical priestess, whatever flavor, right, to yeah. come through me now, to be here with yeah. me now, what would she say? Mm-hmm. You know, what would what would what would love say? What would love do right now? Yeah, yeah. What would love do? What would love say? What would love see? What would love right. here, right? right? Because yeah, oh, right. yeah I agree. And and, and that's and that's what's being born through us is is that mm. we are remembering. And you said it earlier on. I love that you use this word. We're remembering that we're magic. We're remembering yeah. that we create things out of thin air. We're remembering that yeah. everything that we imagine can become a reality if we choose mm. it. We're remembering mm. these, you know, these civic gifts essentially yeah. that we all have it's not like yeah. it's not like I have them and you don't it's not like we get to that's right, like said, it's not, right? Yeah. We, we're, all, we're all unique and this is the, 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 the work right now that mm. we particularly as women and particularly mm. as leaders right and leadership mm. being not 
a thing where we say, oh, I get to be the leader, but you can't be. Because feminine leadership is actually leadership from within the circle of equals. And, oh, gosh, I should tell you, I had this amazing experience. I was just on a boat for eight days with nine women. And we were on a 46-foot catamaran. And, And I have never in my life had such a seamless experience of being one organism with this circle of sisters where literally it was like my right hand would do something and someone else's left hand would complete it. I mean, it was like we were moving as one organism. And I had this experience of like, oh, this is that collective consciousness. This is the power of the divine feminine where we're so tuned in to what needs to next happen that nobody is having to talk about it. It's just happening, right? And that is the, that, if we could, you know, really, you know, bottle that, that is, Mm. um, that's how we can function when we're really tuned into her within us and our abilities, you know? Exactly. And that's, I think, again, it comes down to trust. You know, right. so often we feel like saying something, we feel like doing something, but we uh-huh. hold it back. And and right. if only we would oh. just let it go, then oh, that right hand would beautifully complement the left hand. But you let it go, and then the left hand's doing something, and there's no right hand there. I think, I think that's important for all of us to realize is that 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 it does take courage. You know, we've used the word courage. Oh. It does take yeah. courage. It does take courage to show the fuck up, like to not hide. You know, it does take courage to say what you're in your being informed to say, to not hold it back in the way that you want to say it. You know, all of that takes courage and it takes trust. It takes trust of self. It takes trust of other. It takes trust that even if, um, even if you're not well received, it's still okay. Just expressing mm. that truth, no matter how mm. others respond, because it is uh, the practice I think of of embodying, of acting what you feel informed to do, of saying what you feel informed to say in your own unique way. I think the more you trust that, the more you uh, gift others. Truly, I really do. Mm. So what I just want That'd to say to all of the women <laughs> who are listening live uh, by webcast or Skype or phone, press star two now to put your hand up and you can either ask a question or just share a revelation. We'd love to hear. I'm Mm. going to share Mm. one more piece. Uh, We're going to dive into one more piece, but I just want you to raise your hand now so that we've got them in order. I'll also check the question uh, page in a moment to see if, see who's typed a question so there's already one hand raised so thank you so much line there and we'll get to you um and i while the hands are raising elaine i just want to speak for a moment to this piece around mystery you know i think there's a mm. lot of talk these days about oh you know we should be giving our gifts and what is our passion and purpose and and again it can be fed into this patriarchal machine mm-hmm. rather than just liberating ourselves, just to be who we are. And again, when you have a moment, when you, I had uh, this year, the beginning of this year, I don't know if I shared this with you or not, but the beginning of the year I had some 
pretty serious hospital emergencies where my whole mm. body uh, tanked essentially and uh, it wasn't until my doctor was holding my hand looking at me saying what what is this you know you could have died that I really realized just there was this moment of whizzing through the the hospital corridors with you know just you know you see all you see is the ceiling and you hear the voices and and I just had this moment of Ooh, okay, I'm not done yet. Like there's, mm-hmm. you know, there's there's more to do here, and that just that revelation of how critical this mm. moment and this moment and this moment is, and how important it is that I constantly allow the reflection of the world and trusted guides to show me where I'm just not showing up, to show me where I'm holding back. Because I do not want to get to my last breath, whether it be at the end of this day, today, or, you know, when I'm 115, and not have given whatever gifts are inside of me. I I just cannot even bear the thought of that. And so I know that a lot of the women on the call will feel like that because there is, as the divine feminine arises in all of us individually and through collective consciousness, we're all having that feeling of, there's now, there's a potency, you know, what is my gift? What do I want to give? And often we get trapped into feeling like it's got to be this massive big thing. And yet actually (laughs) you and I here right now, this is it. This is the moment where we get to hold back or give our gifts, where we get to trust ourselves and each other or not, where we get to trust this this mystery, and I think that's why I wanted to speak to mystery just for a mm-hmm. moment because we are the mystery. Our body is a mystery. As much as we think we've got it all worked out, you know, the body is a mystery. Otherwise, people would not heal from the things that they heal from. The, mm-hmm. the heart is a mystery. How you feel is like the feminine life, earth, is a mystery. So the question is, how do you trust that mystery and how do you um, give your gifts and really show up? So if there were one thing that you would, one piece of advice that you would give to mm. that, what would it be? Mm-hmm. Surrender. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, I, I, you know, as you were speaking, I was just feeling into, you know, what. In in the lineage that I, I, I share and that I, I'm so steeped in, the first gateway that we travel through is the gateway of really meeting the great mother within ourselves and mm. her invitation to us into the mystery is to say, I surrender, I receive. Mm. And to me, that mystery teaching, that mystery paradox of to surrender into emptiness, to let go of knowing, to let go of thinking, to let go of having to know, to let go of the plan, to let go yeah. of what we think it is, to <laughs> become, right? To become yeah. empty enough to mm. actually allow what it is to emerge mm. from the darkness and, and to really yeah. emerge through us. And that mm. is at the core of the feminine mysteries, you know, and it's the mm. first gateway and it's the most, and, and it's one of the most, in my own experience, one of the most profoundly 
challenging gateway to truly mm. surrender and to continue to surrender into not knowing because we are, you know, constantly affirmed mm. for knowing. You know, I have a yes. game where I play, you know, like, like ask the expert and I just, just pretend to be the expert on everything because apparently yes. we're meant to know it, right? Well, I am a very good expert on, on mulching the lawn now because I've learned all about that. And, you know, yeah. it's, it's ridiculous, yeah. right? We expect it yeah. to know all this stuff. And the truth is, is that there's a lot that we can know factually. And then, like you said, mm. it doesn't really matter because the other side of that conversation is, is the rest of it is the complete unknown and the mystery and the magic and the, we don't know why, you know? Yeah. Know I yeah. Mean, let me give you an example of mystery and magic. So this, I told you this before we came on the line. So we, we released this new book yesterday, right? The Sacred Order of the Ancient Priestess. It's not even published yet in the sense that it's on pre-order. You can all, Lisa's going to share with you about how you can order this book if you're interested. And it would be a great honor to have you to have you have this book in your possession. But, and I go on to Amazon today and somehow, I mean, this is just bizarre to me. Somehow this book is now an Amazon bestseller. We're bestseller number one in the category of mysticism and spirituality. And, and I don't even know how we got there, and I have no idea. It's like a complete mystery to me. And I thought at first it was a big joke. I thought, well, someone's playing a joke on me, clearly, right? But I went, kept going back in and kept looking, and sure enough, no, there's the book, number one bestseller. Now, you know, I can't, I mean, I'm sure there's some, rad, you know, factual evidence as to why that happened. But for me, the mystery is, well, clearly, from the divine feminine lens, this is a confirmation that she's ready to be heard, right? Yeah. I mean, it's and just, seen, and, yeah. Right, and it's like that, that's as much a truth as anything that the Amazon metrics can tell me, right? Yeah. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Right? It doesn't matter how many people did buy or not buy the book. The fact is, is that the, the, the great mother went along and put the, great, the stamp of approval and said, yes, bestseller, number one yep. in that category. Yep. Thank you very much. You know, and it's yeah. like, that's the mystery. Yeah. And, and I don't know about you, but I'd far rather live in a world that's constructed out of magic, you know, mm -hmm. and, I, you know, magic and rationality together mm. than, than one that's devoid of the magic. Because, I mean, that's where we've been so hungry and thirsty and, you know, starving, parched mm. in a desert of, 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 of 3D reality that doesn't have any room for magic and mystery in it. Oh, yeah. gosh. And celebrate yeah. that, Lisa. Thank God no, you're not there anymore. Well, you know, I can testify, I mean, I mean, as a, I mean, I have a very strong teacher archetype, right? So I remember right. where I just spent all, for everything, I would just say, I don't know. I don't know. Because I realized right. that I, there was a part of me that was hooked into feeling like, feeling good about myself when I knew and feeling worthy because I knew. So I just walked around for weeks. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> And, just and how did that relax, feel? How did it feel? Relax, to not, to say oh, that? It was really uncomfortable at first. It really was. But as yeah. I relaxed into it, I, I, that was where there was this piece around needing to know, needing to know anything, needing to know information in order to be qualified, needing to know why, needing to know when, needing to know how. It just kind of died away. And um, so just the practice of, 
I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It was really cool, practical. So what I want to do is um, the woman who had her hand up has just sent me a message saying she had to jump off the line. So, But okay. I have a bunch of questions in the question box. So Lucy okay, has said, um, I really felt emotional when you were speaking about rest in my shadows and you could never love me. So I think when we were speaking to you know, mm-hmm. what's in my, you know, I, I better just, better not show you what's in my shadow because you'll never love me if you realize mm-hmm. everything's in there. So I'm really glad that touched you, Lucy. Um, and what are the ways that you love yourself more every day? Mm. So mm. for me, the answer to that question, and we've got two others, which is beautiful. For me, the answer to the question, what are the ways you love yourself more every day? You know, I, I, was taught a very, very long time ago when I lived in the ashram, one of my teachers said to me, have a look in the mirror and just Mm. notice that there's this glint, there's a spark of light in your eyes. And if you have a look in the mirror, if anyone's got a mirror right now, you can do this. Like You look in the mirror and you can see it. And if you just focus on that light in your eyes, What was fascinating for me was everything else that I might have judged about my face, my hair, my body, everything else just fell away because all I could see was that light. And if you really look at that light, it's Mm. exquisite. And Mm -hmm. so for me, that was the beginning of falling in love with who I was and you know I'm not saying that I'm there every day and every moment I'm just as real and human as everybody else but I do know that for me that is a very concrete practice that if I have forgotten that all Mm -hmm. I need to do is look in the mirror and see that light in my eye and I just go oh yeah right and mm-hmm. I, I can't help but fall in love with myself mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. what about mm. you love I love that I love that mm. so much um, mm. you know I, I, I think that for me I mean there's a very similar practice that I have around mirror work which I think is very very powerful right about really mm. looking you know, looking into the eyes, as you call it, the light, and I, and I call it really looking through to the eyes of oneness and seeing myself from, the, from, from really from the eyes of the Great Mother. Is, mm. you know, and, and from the eyes of the Great Mother, you know, there's this unconditional love that exists, like a, a, a kind of love that the very few human beings are actually capable of, right? Like it's a kind mm. of love that... that that we we can experience from from that that greater sense of of you loved no matter what you know and it's like mm. it's, it's it's a it's such a relief you know and I think that that's yeah. one that I've I've really worked on for many many years is that that holding of like sweetheart no matter what no matter what you have or haven't done no matter whether or not you think you've been a good person or not such a good person or you failed at this or you didn't forgive mm. somebody for that or you, you know, you did that imperfectly or you should have done this or whatever, right? No matter what, I love you. Mm. And, and for me, there's that no matter what about it, which is so yeah. liberating, 
you know, because that's that's yeah. really what we deserve. So I, I, I'd like to invite this beloved who wrote in about that to just to just consider that. Like, what mm-hmm. if? Just just do the what if, right? What yeah. if? What if you could love yourself exactly as you are, no matter what? Yeah. <laughs> Without having to fix yeah. or change or perfect anything, yeah. like right? It's right now. Yeah. And and Beautiful. and that's been, been a liberation for me, you know. And and it's it's an ongoing, you know, it's an ongoing journey, right? We have to repeat it a lot of times before we actually really start to live it. But it's a practice. Yeah. 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 Beautiful. Mm. So Marjorie has said, "Hello, Lisa and Elaine, two of my favorite sisters." Um, my question comment about the new archetype. Is this an archetype that lives in both men and women mm-hmm. that is now emerging as this change agent for conscious evolution? He's yeah. speaking about women having been subdued for centuries. Is this not also the feminine in men that has been held back and is now so needed for our men to bring out their nurturing wise selves? And how does the new archetype help both men and women to integrate the masculine and feminine to expand our experience by opening up to allowing the full spectrum of possibilities to be presented to us. So before we dive into that, I just want to say I'm aware that we're over time. <laughs> so yeah, I'm aware ladies, if, yeah, So ladies, if you can bear with us, Elaine, if you're happy to, to be with us just for mm-hmm. another five minutes so we can finish these questions. Sure. Um, so ladies, yeah. if you'd like to stick around, we're very, welcome, we're very happy to answer these. So that's quite a um, quite a big question in a sense. I, I, if I were to nutshell it for me, I would just say absolutely this is the, we are comprised of masculine, feminine, divine masculine and feminine. And in a sense, uh, neither of them actually exist, isn't that? Uh, <laughs> We, this is the the tricky thing. The more subtle we get, the the fewer words we have. So most definitely both within men and women, I feel. And as we embody, I think for me, I just realized that there's been so much denial of the feminine that just the reclaiming of her, the, the, the re-honoring, the knowing, the trusting, the embodying, the liberating within ourselves naturally um, makes way more healthy our relationship to intimate partners, to other men, to other women. That would be my simple answer. What about you, Elaine? Mm-hmm. Well, first of all, I want to just say hi to Marjorie. I know Marjorie. Yeah. <laughs> and I, this, is a, this is a very Marjorie question, which is great. Um, thank you for the question, sweetheart. So, yes, in a nutshell, of course. And, and actually, there's a section of the book where I talk about um, the men who are actually holding this archetypal resonance. And, and, and part of it is, is that the, 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 really this archetypal resonance is, is the people, the, those beings, and there's so many of us, right? It doesn't matter, men or women, who are kind of, who are downloading or embodying these new paradigms of how to do things, you know, in the technological world, in the scientific world, in the, in the world of human, human emotions and human intelligence, in the world of, all, you know, all different disciplines. This archetype is showing up because it's, it's, it's wanting to reemerge in our consciousness. So it doesn't matter if you're a man or a woman. I think where I would discern a, a, an evolutionary journey is, is I do believe, in my experience, 
that sisters, that women are in a unique position right now simply because we are born into this particular renaissance of an energetic that we are at the forefront of bringing back and sharing with men. You know, that mm. I think part of our role as our chemical priestesses is igniting and activating and awakening the men who are, who are in our lives to this divine feminine within them. And that's part of our role and function. And uh, so in that way, there is a social, cultural context to it being about women. But the energy itself is, is nothing to do with, you know, to do with men and women. It is an archetypal energy, which is in essence yeah. an energy that lives in all beings. And so I think there's a yes and in there, one that's culturally specific, and then there's one that's more archetypal and divine in nature. Yeah, beautiful. Thank you. And last question comes in from Robert. He's asked, in what ways do men Mm. need to grow and evolve in order to keep up with the emerging divine feminine? Mm. And so I think, again, this speaks to um, this integration. Mm. I think that mm-hmm. when women, when men heal their own wounded feminine, they're way more able to see the feminine in all, to, to be tender with, to be sensitive to the feminine. Mm-hmm. And the feminine being, the feminine in their intimate partner, whether they're male or female, the feminine in, in the form of the earth, in the form of life, I think... Um, that integration of one's own feminine, whether you're a man or a woman, really makes a huge difference. And I would also say, um, what ways do they need to grow and evolve? I think being so fully present and grounded in their Mm -hmm. own unique expression of who they are Mm. as a human being, let alone as you know their own masculine and the feminine, but just so grounded in that, and the, and the capacity to both hold the spaciousness of you know if we talk about Shiv Shakti, the the nothingness of Shiva and the everything of fullness, just being able to be with that, being with the nothingness and being with the everything that is life, that is the person in front of us, that is uh, what you know what comes. I think that for men life is the practice because life is the big she and the woman when i coach men in relationship mm-hmm. I, I say, right in front of you is the divine feminine embodied so if you want because you know a lot of men want to you know um spiritual uh, sacred sexuality and conscious relationships like well if you really want to do that work here she is she's right in front of you so you know Mm -hmm. this is your opportunity to be present to be grounded to 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 recognize what's in your own shadow so you can be so potent and present in who you really are in this world and just show up Mm. Elaine, what what would yours be? Mm. You know, I'm just I don't know that I have anything I have to add to just what you said, sister. You just said it. I mean, it. it thank you. I bow down to that, and I for you know just to breathe that in. And and mm. and I think the only piece that I would add to that, 
would be for you to for, for men, the males in our lives, to receive from us the deep healing of our respect for who they actually are, and to see them as um, to to allow themselves to be seen in all of their colors. Yeah. That's the gift that you can offer us. That's where the growth is, is for you to not be stuck in a box, just as we're not to be stuck in a box of what it means to be man or woman, but yeah. to really um, to really open to the, to the inquiry and the mystery of who we are as incredible mm. beings. Mm. So beautiful. Oh. <laughs> oh, okay, so... That's it. I, that's the last of the questions. Let me just refresh one more time. <laughs> oh, that's it. Elaine, thank you so much for being here. Uh, I know that you, I, I would love, I was just looking at the link uh, and being an Amazon link, it's very long and complicated. So I think it's, what I'm going to do is I'm going to say to the women um, that to most definitely to go to Amazon, Sacred Call of the Ancient Priestess, Birthing of a New Divine Feminine by Elaine Kalila Doughty. Go uh, dive into this rich, rich <laughs> book. It's like, it's really like sitting in a temple. As soon as you open the page, it's like sitting in a temple. So, so my invitation is to, is to dive into that. And I will also uh, put the link on the Record it um, on the page where the recording will be at soulsatisfactionforwomen.com. So the, mm. if you're listening to this page, then the link will be right below the podcast. Mm-hmm. And if you want any more information about Elaine and her work, go to priestesspresence.com. And I just want to say, Elaine, thank you so much for being here today. Thank you for diving into a really beautiful, rich conversation. And thank you. For you as a woman listening to this, thank you for being here. Thank you for showing up for you and for everyone in your life because as you allow the emerging of the divine feminine, of who you really are, the essence of who you really are, as you allow her, who is you, no separation, to really be fully expressed and embodied in your day-to-day life, you, you gift people in ways you, you will never be able to imagine. So mm. thank you to you, Elaine, for being here and for all the work mm. that you've done that, that has allowed you to birth this beautiful book and also to, to be here today and bring your gift. Mm. Mm. Thank you, sister. It's such an honor to be here with you. And I, I just bow down to you and I wish I could give you a kiss and say thank you, darling. Mwah. Oh, my pleasure. Thank you. Big squeeze and yeah, big squeeze, deep mm. bow, big wow, and lots of love. Yeah, so, ladies, lots of love to uh, my invitation to you, as always, is don't just listen to this as invitation. Uh, sorry, as information. Really listen to it and know what were you here to hear, and write it down right now. And take one embodied action, one real life action that allows you to live that in your daily life. So if you heard the word courage and you know there's something you need to say to someone, go say it. If you know there's a gift that's been lurking in your shadow, 
find a way to liberate it and give it. Do something within the, first of all, write it down straight away because that's the first embodied action that will help to to awaken it and liberate it within you. And then within the next 24 hours, do something, some action that really is an expression of this realization. Don't let it stay in your mind. Don't even let it stay in your heart. Really live it mm. because that's where the gold is. Yay. Beautiful. <laughs> Thank you, Elaine. Thank you, everybody. Loads of love from me to you. And I look forward to connecting with you soon, Elaine, and you, mm. beautiful woman who's listening to the call. Lots of love and bye for now. You are listening to a recording by Lisa Page from soulsatisfactionforwomen.com. For further information on events, workshops, coaching, and free products, please visit www.soulsatisfactionforwomen.com.